At the Republican convention this year, there were loud chants of lock her up, referring to Trump supporters' belief that Hillary Clinton had broken the law when she used a private email server. And the calls to lock her up continued throughout the campaign at Trump campaign rallies. During the second presidential debate with Hillary Clinton, the candidate himself made it very clear that he agreed. If I win, I am going to instruct my attorney general to get a special prosecutor to look into your situation. It's just awfully good that someone with the temperament of Donald Trump is not in charge of the law in our country. Because you'd be in jail. But this week, in an interview with The New York Times, the president-elect said he does not want a renewed investigation or prosecution of Mrs. Clinton because he does not want to hurt the Clinton family and it would be divisive for the country. With us to talk about the president-elect's change of position are Devin Schindler, a professor at the Cooley Law School, and Paul Charlton, a partner at Steptoe & Johnson and a former United States attorney. Welcome to both of you. Devin, if you were Hillary Clinton... Can you now trust that the federal government is not going to prosecute you in regard to the use of an email server? You know, I read a recent study that indicated that presidents keep about 67 percent of their campaign promises. And from the moment that Mr. Trump made these statements, I felt that this was probably one he wasn't going to keep because, among other things, it would set a terrible precedent. And as we're learning, there are also skeletons in uh, President-elect Trump's closet. So I, if I were Hillary Clinton, I don't think I was ever all that worried about it in the first place. Paul, is it proper for Donald Trump to be talking about this one way or the other? Was it proper for him in the campaign? And is it proper now, given that this is uh, really a decision to be made by the attorney general? It was wrong uh, for candidate Trump to suggest that his political opponent should be prosecuted, and that were he to become president, she would be incarcerated. That's inconsistent with the cornerstone ideas of our Republican offense the way it is the Department of Justice is supposed to operate. So his most recent statement to the New York Times is a welcome one. To take back those earlier threats is the right thing to do. Devin, there's been some talk that, you know, before all this happened, that the Obama administration was thinking about whether President Obama should pardon Hillary Clinton in regard to the email situation. Uh, at this point, and they, I, I don't think they've committed one way or another to what they're going to do. Do you think at this point the president should still be thinking about that? Well, I think the chances of a pardon are highly unlikely because there's a series of cases around the turn of the century that basically interpret the president's pardon power as allowing him to pardon individuals who have not yet been indicted or prosecuted. But the acceptance of a pardon by someone who's been offered it is an acceptance of guilt, is an admission of guilt under the way the pardon power has been interpreted. So even if a pardon were offered, I'm not entirely clear or certain that uh, Ms. Clinton, Mrs. Clinton would take the pardon because in her mind, I'm certain, she doesn't think she's done anything wrong and doesn't want to have that taint of accepting a pardon and thereby accepting responsibility for illegal acts, which I believe she doesn't think she has uh, done. Paul, you said you welcomed uh, the latest statement by Donald Trump. Uh, there are, of course, two separate issues or two investigations that, that have been going on at the Justice Department. There's the email investigation, which is the one where FBI Director Comey said there wasn't reasonable uh, evidence to, to, to prosecute. And there's also has been an investigation of the Clinton Foundation. Uh, wasn't it premature for Donald Trump to come out and, and say even on that Clinton Foundation investigation, uh, there should be no uh, no further investigation, no charges? 
I'm not sure that's what he said or that his statement to the New York Times went that far. But even were one to interpret his statement to the New York Times to encompass the Clinton Foundation issue, what we know is that that matter is currently in the hands of career prosecutors and career investigators at the FBI. And the recommendation that both the Department of Justice and the FBI will make as it relates to that investigation is the one that will likely carry the day, regardless of how it is the president feels about a potential prosecution in that regard. And that's what's important here. The, the, the president, the president-elect Trump, ought not to make personal use of the Department of Justice as if it were a political tool. It's not. And uh, it is much better to leave decisions on whether to go forward with prosecutions to the professionals who are currently there. Well, all right, then, Devin, you know, given what Paul is saying here about the role of the Department of Justice, regardless of what the president-elect has now said, we don't really know what uh, Jeff Sessions, if he becomes attorney general or, you know, would do and what the prosecutors and FBI agents might recommend in regard to Hillary Clinton. So is it still possible that despite what the president-elect is saying, the Justice Department could go forward here? Well, two things. I completely agree with what was just said. But let us not forget that at the end of the day, the attorney general works for the president. And we had an experience back in the days of Watergate where the attorney general refused to take action, specifically refused to fire a special prosecutor, which resulted in the president essentially firing two attorney generals in a row until he found a third, a fellow by the name of Robert Bork, who became famous later, who agreed to take the actions that the president requested. Uh, this is known as the unitary executive theory, for those of you who are con law geeks out there. Basically, it's the idea that everyone who's in the executive branch at some level works for the president. And so, although I completely agree that the attorney general and the DOJ must remain about politics, at the end of the day, they still work for the president. And so it is conceivable, and in fact, in American history, has occurred where the president has essentially overruled the decisions made by the Department of Justice and the attorney general. Uh, on the flip side, to answer your specific question, uh, certainly uh, uh, the Attorney General, the Department of Justice, could determine that, in fact, criminal conduct did occur in its ongoing investigation to Clinton Foundation, and therefore charges would be appropriate. Paul, how concerned are you that the whole tone of this this campaign has damaged the uh, perception of, of justice in America and, and the Justice Department? Well, De Devin's right to remind us of the Saturday Night Massacre and the firing of Elliot Richardson and uh, William Ruckelhaus. But it was in that instance, I would argue, where the Department of Justice did what is right. And the Nixon White House was embarrassed by their attempts to make personal their direction of the Department of Justice in that instance. I have a great deal of faith in the men and women who are career prosecutors there and in the men and women who are career investigators at the FBI that they will do what's right. Uh, there is no doubt a political influence with the attorney general. There is supposed to Paul, be a Paul, we're going to have to leave it there. Thank you very much to Devin Schindler of Cooley Law School and Paul Charton, a partner at Steptoe & Johnson. Coming up on Bloomberg Law, a panel of federal judges has issued what could be a landmark decision invalidating political gerrymandering in Wisconsin as violating the Constitution for the first time in the United States. This is Bloomberg. Bloomberg.